Good evening and welcome. Hi, my name's Nikki, and um, on this lovely sunny evening, uh, you're very, very welcome here today. Um, if you're new, um, do say hi. Make sure you say hi to someone um, with a pink lanyard um, and let them know that, that you're here. And um, yeah, just say hello to people. If you want to uh, get connected in with us regularly, there's lots of different ways you can get uh, connected with us. We've got uh, um, a thing called Church Suite, and if you join that, um, you'll get regu regular comms from us about what's going on um, each, each week. It's the best way to find out what's going on. Uh, you could join a life group, which is a little group that, that um, meets during the week with lots of other people. If that's something you're interested in, again, you can find out more information on our website. And another way to get to know people really well is to get on the team. So uh, these things don't happen without people. And the people with the pink yellow um, lanyards on, people behind me, and that all volunteers. If there's something here you feel that God is calling you to join in, please do speak to someone or look again and look on the website, see how you can find out more. Or you, there are some leaflets around, actually, that you can tick a little box what you're interested in, and we'll get back in touch with you. Today is a special day in our church life. Um, and we've been thinking today, celebrating all that's going on in the life of our church um, during our celebrations. And we had our uh, general meeting um, earlier today um, with, with stuff going on there. And it's also a time when we think about our giving. And that's, oh, it's that sort of squeaky moment, isn't it? So they might talk about money, money. And that's going to be, we're going to say a little bit more about that later. But we're really celebrating today the resources that God provides us to do his work um, and we're going to be talking a bit more about how we, as um, followers of Jesus, are called to think about our resources and how we share. So we'll be doing that later in the celebration. So as you came in, you should have been given two things, um, sort of a bigger piece that tell, with lots of little bits of information about what the church has been doing in the last year, and a smaller pledge card as well, which we're going to tell you about later in the celebration. So that's all the sort of some nuts and bolts. So would you like to stand, if you can? if you want to, <laughs> and if you can. So we're already worshipping God just by coming here, just by being here with each other, we are already worshipping God. Worshipping God means giving him his worth, putting him at the centre. And there are lots of ways of doing that. That's hearing God's word. We're going to hear from Karis later in the celebration, his word. And there's also singing, which we're going to do in a moment, and music. They all come together. That's what we call worship. The whole thing is worship. And I just wanted to read something uh, before we do continue in song, song worship from a book called The Hebrews, a letter from a, to a church in the, um, the Hebrews many, many years ago. Now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy and accept the help. Glorious and wonderful God, we thank you that as creator of the universe, you also welcome each one of us close to you. You want to be close to each one of us. We come to you now, Lord, and we sing our praise and worship to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. 
sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. Come and sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. Sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. His love will never fail. Let's sing that again. The Lord is our deliverer. Sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. Sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. Come and sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. His love will never fail. One more time. The Lord is our deliverer. Come and sing, sing. Come and sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. And sing, sing, the Lord is our deliverer. His love will never fail. Sing, let hope arise. Let hope Let hope arise. Let hope arise. In the the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in order to wonder the king of glory This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross 
sing you and lay down your life. You will lay down your life. is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you would lay down your life 
that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Continue to sing of that grace right now. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into night. Let's sing that again. How great the chasm. How great the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain i could not climb in desperation i turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night then to the darkness your loving kindness Tore through the shadows of my soul The work is finished The end is written Jesus Christ, my living Could imagine so great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and burn my shame. The cross, the cross is spoken. I am forgiven. The King of Then came the morning. 
Lord, thank you that that's true. Thank you, Lord, that we have nothing to fear. And Lord, as we come here tonight, in whatever way we're feeling, we know we can trust in you. We sing it, we read it in the Bible, we believe it. Lord, I pray now as we sing this next song, that you come and meet with us. Come and have your way, whatever you want to do in your hearts, Lord, in our hearts. <laughs> we're open to it here to meet with you, Lord. Lord, turn that hope into action. Help us not leave here the same. Help us walk in the freedom that you gave us on that cross.
I would rather be no place I would rather be no place I would rather be here in your love here in your love no place I would rather be there's no place I would rather be no place I would rather be here in your love here in your love child with no fear this is where I want to be in the arms of my loving father no resting place no place no place I would rather be no place I would rather be no place I would rather be here in your love, here in your love, no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. But here in your love, here in your love.
No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. Here in your love. Here in your love. We're not in a hurry. Come and have your way. This is where we wanna be. Where we choose to be. In a book in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible called Isaiah, a messenger to the people from God. He says, this is from God to his people. I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Engravings are not easily removed. They're not like those felt-tip pictures you drew on your hands when you were little and your parents told you off for doing and would eventually be scrubbed off. Engrave, engrave things stay, they stick. And this God that we are singing to has each and every single one of our names on the palm of his hands. Jesus, born as a man to walk on this earth, the very likeness of God. As a baby, his hands reached out to his mum and his dad. As a young man, he probably made things out of wood, those hands. Then as a man, he healed people with those hands. And then a little bit later as a young man, he was crucified on the cross for us and nailed through each of the palms of his hands. And when he met with the people after he'd risen again from life, he still had those uh, marks on his hands where the nails had gone through. But even though those nail marks were there, our names are still engraved on the palm so if you're here tonight and wondering what on earth we're singing about, this love that we want to be in, this love that drowns out fears, it has, it has a name, he has a name, it's Jesus. Jesus, God and man, God walking on this earth and took the price for all the things that we do wrong to open up, it describes a veil in the Bible, to open up the way so that we can be in relationship with God directly. So tonight, maybe you know that already, but you just want to remember it again. Maybe you're not sure about it. Maybe for the first time you want to say, God, if my name is engraved on your palm, let me know you better. I come to you now and I lay all my fears and my worries at your feet because I need you to walk with me. Thank you for being the living hope, the source of all joy. Whatever the outside is doing, whatever's going on, you are there. You promise to never leave us. Holy Spirit, we thank you for filling us with the power that rose Jesus from the dead. That same power. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to take a seat for a moment, and um, 
we're just actually going to have a, just a short moment where you can say, if you want to say hello to some people around you, especially if you've never met them before, you've just clocked that maybe they've not been. Let's say a quick hello to them for about a minute. Okay, that's brilliant. So lovely to hear so many people chatting. So if this is your first time here, I hope you've met somebody else and they've said hello to you and welcomed you. Just a quick couple of announcements, uh, sort of notices from me, and then Andrew's going to come and share something with you, and then the lovely Karis is going to share some God's word with us. So, okay, so this we're not a Sunday only. Being a fellow of Jesus isn't about just Sundays and coming and doing things like this but it's actually with 24-7 followers, so lots of things happening. So can we have the slide for what's happening in activity-wise this week? Uh, lots of things going on around here. Some of you may... Oh, <laughs> the darkness. Oh, it's coming. There we go. Okay, so lots of things happening this week. In particular, I wanted to highlight um, Thursday evening, I think we've got the start of our neurodiversity um, uh, life group coming out of those seminars and if you want for more information about that there's some stuff at the back about that um, but again look on our website if you want to know more about that so that's um, a time limited sort of life group for those who want to look more to what being neurodiverse is um, about and how to follow Jesus um, and also we're kicking off on Thursday evening um, the Thy Kingdom Come so Thy Kingdom Come happens every year and it's sort of 10 days leading up to Pentecost it's not just the, the, uh, the Queen's 70th Jubilee, it's also Pentecost when we celebrate when the Holy Spirit came. Um, and so what we're encouraging for that time is prayer walking. 
around our town because the idea is, you know, we want to see more and more people following Jesus, don't we, and, and knowing that joy and, and life, new life. And we're kicking that off with some prayer on Thursday evening of this week, 7 o'clock meeting in Trinity House for some um, general prayer, and then people going out, prayer walking, and some people will go actually specifically um, sort of asking God to show them who to speak to and who to pray for. So that's on Thursday. Uh, that's actually the main things. We had our annual meeting earlier today, so you, that's why you were given the those sheets with the, or the, the reports of what's been going on in the church. And again, I think I, the meeting actual notes will be on the website, won't they, eventually, to see what will happen. And who was elected onto PCC? Ooh, if you want to know that, have a look on the website. Okay, so I'm going to welcome my lovely husband up, and he's going to talk to you. Thanks, Nick. Hello, everyone. And uh, yeah, I, I gather, you know, I don't know, how do the Liverpool supporters feel? Having just lost out. Is, is, it, is it more painful because you came so close? I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to add to your pain at all, although I share in it. Um, the Lord's blessing to all who support Tottenham. It's a sad day. No, it's a happy day. It's our annual, annual meeting day. And just forgive us uh, if you're a visitor with us. You are so welcome here. But uh, just spending a moment or two just with our church family, just sharing a little bit, just uh, encouraging you to focus. So as Nikki said, um, we have an annual meeting. We have a, a business meeting, which is part of our governance as a church, as an official registered charity. We do a report and accounts to make sure that we're doing everything properly. But um, we also produce this. Thank you to Holly and to Adam. Uh, Adam Hodges, our media guy, and Holly, who's doing comms now. Um, and this gives you just a few highlights of all the amazing things that God has done um, in our church. And particularly last year in 2021, we were reporting back. So you can see some of the hopes, that, some of the sorry, challenges, some of the celebration points, um, and some of the, some of the hopes. Um, because uh, I hope you know we've got kind of, if you're family here, three kind of themes to our to our vision first one is about all in with god there's a pretty picture coming up of a person walking now yeah and uh so we we focus on on prayer and and worship that's a major part of who we are as a church the presence of god coming into the presence of god and we invest into that and we we but particularly as a church family one of our kind of dna things is the ministry of the holy spirit god with us now and believing that god wants to meet with people and heal people and change lives transform lives just as he did in in jesus day and and what we're looking forward to kind of what we're investing into you may have picked up is this thing called a learning hub so some of us in in the church family this is taking our time our energy our resource uh, as we try and bring together all of the different ways that we try and equip and enable and support people to walk as followers of Jesus so a bunch of guys have been enjoying the teaching that Hills is doing at the moment kingdom the theology of the kingdom last one this Tuesday um, in June Heli who's up there somewhere is going to do three Tuesday nights on spiritual gifts so talking about the different gifts of the spirit um, and I'm going to with Nikki we're doing one on dating well so if that's something you want to think about how do as Christians how do we do this navigate this stuff for dating I know I look far too old to even remember dating but um, you know and then we're going to do one on marriage marriage MOT kind of what are some of the things that those of us who are in that relationship can think about and then there's a last one which we're just coordinating 
teaching, working out how to handle, which will be about spiritual friendship. So perhaps if you're a single person in this church family, we're going to try and invest and, and think and how we can support. Um, and that's all under this thing, the, the learning hub. So we're, we're looking back to 21 and what everything God did in us, and we're looking, looking forward as well. And then our, our second all-in is all-in together. So we do a bunch of stuff. Our life groups are, are critical to that. We have our King's Table community, our, that part of Trinity Church that meets during the week. King's Table, they meet on Mondays, Fridays, share food, share around the Bible, pastoral care. Um, in the current climate, we're crucially aware of needs. So we have a pastoral fund. We have our, our thing called the money ministry led by Duncan, which helps people who are facing debt. We give practical advice to anyone who's facing debt. And we've got this thing called form, which is particularly relevant to some in the room, our replacement for DY, discipleship year, called form, which is an opportunity to spend a year getting ministry experience and training, practical on the, on the job training, which starts in September. Talk to Holly Prattley if you want to find out more about that and you're kind of in the 18-22, 18-23 bracket. So we're doing lots of things. God led us in those things together in 21, and then we're looking for more in 22. Third all in, here it is, all in for the world. So we, we talk about the language I use is growing greener. That, that means where's the space in our lives where we can naturally talk to people about Jesus, just kind of alongside. We have an amazing thing called Whistle Stop meets weekly where mums can come along, parents can come along, sorry, with toddlers and do music group kind of stuff. Um, last night, 40-something of us were um, uh, at a barbecue, a men's barbecue, and I absolutely won the spike ball competition. Anyone who was there will tell you how well I did. Uh, it was a bit embarrassing. Hodges and Jamie were in tears. But, you know, um, it, yeah, so we're trying to green space. What does it mean to have natural times when we can connect with each other? Transform, again, that part of our church life, which is our commitment to put, uh, you know, words into action and serve people practically. This thing called Spear, I was talking about it last week. It's a particular program that's aimed at 80, uh, sorry, 16 to 24-year-olds who are not in education, employment or training. Neat. Not in education, employment or training. And Spear runs in London at the moment in some centres. It's gone to Preston. We're going to bring it here from September. And it's got a 75% success rate at helping people 16 to 24, not in employment, not in education, not in training, to get into one of those three things. And it, it changes lives because obviously that changes dynamics for families and it changes. And maybe you're sitting here and you'd be thinking, yes, my church, my church family is going to do something that I could, I could join in. Uh, planting, um, we've got Simon and Jennifer, some of you might have met them already. Um, Simon Fellows has joined us. He's now living on Cooper's Edge, which is the housing development between Gloucester and Cheltenham. And they're forming relationships and they're getting to know neighbours and they're creating church. Just like a, a while back, we sent a bunch of people from this church to St Paul's to plant in St Paul's. Slightly different kind of way of planting, more ground up, more local, relational, but that's happening. And a number of you guys uh, are, are involved in our fabric youth missional network. We've got a netball group and a make something, eat something group and various things that, that Tim and Fee and Nay are, are, are organising with some others in partnership where we really want to create green space and share Jesus, share what it means to have Jesus in your life with young people who are not connected with any kind of church at the moment. And that's, that's exciting. It's hard work. 
because, you know, we're there. We're trying to push. We're trying to be good news, not just speak good news in, in our town. So there's, there's more kind of highlights about, about that. And, and we, share, we share together in that. And I hope you have a, a sense of sharing. And, yeah, it does. It takes time. And it takes our, our talents, it takes all the kind of gifts that we have to do these things. And yes, it, it takes money. And, and we're, we're not afraid of talking, uh, talking about money. Because uh, even though it makes all of us kind of whatever, uh, uh, those of us who've been walking with Jesus for a while, I said this last week, didn't I? Know that money can be an incredible servant you, you can do, you can meet your own needs as part of God's purposes. You can meet other people's needs as part of God's purposes. Money is involved in all of our mission as a church. It can be a great servant, but it's the worst master. And I know Karis is going to be saying some more about generosity in a few moments, but we talk about money not because God is short of a few quid but because God has said you know guys part of your freedom part of your freedom as people I love I've made in my image is that you have the choice to partner with me and that's what money is is one expression expression of so you know those of us who here's a verse it, I, I showed it again last week Karis might even use it there's a kind of economy of the kingdom. There's a recklessness. Do you like singing that song, The Reckless Love of God? Some people get really upset about it. It's entirely biblical. Because in human terms, God is reckless. Who would make 700 bottles of wine for a wedding party when everyone's already had a few drinks, if you know that story? Who would cast seed across all of the different soil? It's reckless, but not for God. God says, if you put me first with your time, your talents, your treasure, yes, your money, then just see the blessing I bring. It might not be financial, often it isn't, but he will bless us. I said this morning, money will buy you a great dog, but only love will make its tail wag. There are some things worth more than money, and God promises to bless. I know faithful Christians who've given regularly who tithe that, that, that concept, that biblical concept of the first 10%, the first fruit, first on their budgeting, not last, who have continued to not have very much money. Tim grew and a whole team of people are in Africa at the moment with our partners in Kenya. And I've stood in church services in Kenya and someone's come up to me in their Sunday best and it's a, a ripped jacket and they're covered in mud. It's their Sunday best. And the first thing they've wanted to say to this slightly fat white man is... Thank God. I want to praise God. They don't come up to you and say, I'd like to find out where you're, why you're wearing double denim today or you're wearing those clothes or why you've got the latest iPad and I haven't. They don't come up and say that. They come up and say, thank God for blessing me and my family. You can buy a dog, but only love will make its tail wag. So we make no apology for doing what we're about to do. On our giving Sundays, this Sunday and next Sunday, we've given you these cards. We're about to ask the team to pass baskets along the rows, and you don't get a free pass to say no. You get a free pass not to put anything in it. Of course you do. But I'd love you just to feel the basket, 
There's a thought, expression I thought I'd never say. And as you do, just use the moment to have a sense of all that God has given to you and just make your own little prayer about God first in your life. If you want to, and it's right and you've had a chance to think about it, but you may want to do it next week or another time, you could obviously use these pledge forms. It, it does help us to be wise as we do the kind of things that I've been discussing and sharing. It also, by the way, translates good intentions into action, which is an important thing. But do not worry if you don't want to put anything. Do not worry if you're a visitor. But I do encourage you to feel the basket in a moment and just be a little slower in passing it on. Just to have a thought for a moment. Do I want to give thanks? For all that you've given to me, God, do I want to say somehow, Holy Spirit, lead me in what it would mean to put you first, God, and join in with what you're doing? Might not be through this church, that's fine. Is that okay? So apologies if you think we go on about money too much, but please talk to Jesus, because he went about, on about it more than we do, because it matters. Band are going to play. Oh, sorry, Adam's going to play. <laughs> we really need some money. I mean, we're running out of bands. So let's just do this prayerfully. Forgive us if this feels a bit odd. If you come here today for the first time ever to find out about Jesus and the first thing you've heard is someone asking you for money, please do not worry. But just prayerfully, let's pass the baskets along. And I just really want to encourage you, just deliberately, as you hold the basket a moment, just to think, thank you, God. We're saying thank you, God. Many people in this room right now give faithfully. Thank you. You may just want to say, God, thank you that I can do that. You may just quietly want to say thank you, God, for the things that you've enabled this church to do. You might want to say a silent prayer for some of the things that you've heard we want to do. You may just be saying, God, I'm nowhere when it comes to money. Holy Spirit, I really need you, God, to speak to me about the best way of handling my finances. just pray for anyone here tonight who's um, weighed down by worry about money, by anxiety about money. I just want to pray for you. Father God, we just declare the truth that you, everything belongs to you and money can have a power over us, but it doesn't have to. I pray in Jesus' name for anyone in this room who's currently worried about debt, who's anxious, fearful about money. Holy Spirit, would you meet with them and just make their hearts smile. Just let them feel a sense of your provision, your love.
just pray, God, that you'd help everyone here to have a bit of a sense of what they have in their hand in terms of time, in terms of money, in terms of talents, gifts, and what it would mean to give to you. We will be doing this again next week. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We might put it at a different time in the celebration. Don't, so don't think you can just come late to miss it. Sorry. We'll do it again. And if you need to pray, you want to pray about your response, there's a week's opportunity to do that. There are the QR codes on the seats. You can use those if you want to. They take you straight to our giving page. It's not the amount that ever matters. It's never the amount. It's the heart. Are you ready one last time? You can buy a dog, but only love will make its tail wag. Karis. This is the amazing Karis. Hello. Oh, you've got a head mic. Yeah, I know. Are you, gonna, are you singing? I'm not singing, but I know that I'm a little bit movie when I talk. You know I mean? Movie, is that a verb? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit it movie. Is now, is that, that, that's your kind of, I have to remember that. Yeah. So I don't think I count as a little bit movie, do I? No. <laughs> a little bit static. Well, bit yeah. static, bit <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Let's, let's pray for Karis. Let's pray for Karis. Father God, we just thank you for this amazing woman, Karis. Thank you, Lord, for uh, just how many of us count her as such a special friend. And thank you also, Lord, that she listens to you. She loves you. And she wants to know what you want to share with us tonight. Mm -hmm. So, Holy Spirit, God with us now, would you come? Would you just free us up, free our hearts, free our minds to listen yeah, to you Jesus. through Karis? And would you bless Karis as she's a blessing to us? Holy Spirit, come. Amen. 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 Thank you, Angie. Fantastic. So... Um, yeah, I'm Karis, so I've been coming to Trinity for about seven years now. Um, my um, husband David was on team here, um, and uh, and what? David Baker. David Baker, he was here, no longer. <laughs> um, he's actually training, it's okay, he, he's, he's training for to become a proper vicar type person, so it's okay, it's, it's all good. Um, and I'm going to be talking to you tonight about generosity. I'm going to be carrying on with the cost of living series that we've been doing, and we're going to be talking about living generously. And I don't know what you feel when we talk about generosity. There's probably a whole mix of different emotions that come up. Maybe you're absolutely brilliant at being generous. In fact, you have got this nailed. You may be a gifts person and you just love to give, uh, to, to buy things for people, and just you are very abundant in your giving and you live generously. And if that is you, brilliant. Will you pray for the rest of us who maybe find it a little bit more challenging to give generously and to live in a kind of abundantly generous way the Lord talks about us living. So let's have a look at our um, scripture today, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And we're going to start at verse 5. 
Um, the scripture there starts at verse 6, but I am actually going to read verse 5 as well because it is relevant to what I'm talking about. So it says, That is why I thought it necessary to urge these brothers to go to you before I do and make arrangements in advance for this bountiful promised gift of yours so that it may be ready, not as an extortion wrung out of you, but as a generous and willing gift. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, At all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God." This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, offers of praise for God, hang on, hang on, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Amen. Amen. This is a brilliant passage of scripture. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of context. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church have um, been preparing a gift Um, to give to the the people in need, to people in desperate need in Jerusalem, and they've been preparing this gift. And in chapter 8, Paul lifts up the Macedonian church as an example of people who have given incredibly abundantly and generously. He says of them, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and extreme poverty welled up into rich generosity. I testify they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. So Paul is telling the Corinthian church about the Macedonian church and how out of their extreme poverty, they gave more than they could actually afford to give with incredible joy. And he's saying this to the Corinthians who, um, because he's preparing to go and receive this gift from the Corinthians, and he's just saying, I, don't, I want you to give this gift with freedom and generosity, not begrudgingly, not begrudgingly. And I just want to um, talk to us today about this grudging giving versus this generous giving and how we move from, um, from a kind of slightly, slightly tighter-fisted giving where it's, it's challenging and tricky into this overflowing generosity that we hear about so much in Scripture. How do we get there? How do we get there? 
Um, and so I'm going to take us on that journey. And I would say there is a battle over your hearts. We've talked about it over this series of Cost of Living. There is a battle over your hearts. There's a battle over your finances, your time, your talents. There is a battle. Um, Jesus says you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon is like the energy behind the kind of desire um, for material things. I've got a picture here um, and a quote from Justin Welby that says, I can't actually even read that from here. Hang on a minute. I'm going to come down here. Look, here we go. It says, debt and desire for things enslaves many people I know and draws them into lives that are in service to mammon. A master they neither choose nor want, but who trick them by playing on insecurities, on good intentions and on reasonable ambitions. Mammon woos us and draws us to make him the one that we serve. And the Lord's saying, you cannot serve both me and mammon. And so if we want to be free to live generously, we need to listen to the voice of the Father. And we need to develop hearts of generosity. And so I'm going to start by showing you um, an anatomy of a generous heart. Oh yeah, next one, next one. Here it is. Okay, I did biology A-level, so I know a little bit about how the heart works. I can't remember much, but it was a very long time ago. But I know that this is the heart, so that's a good start. So this is the heart, and um, I would say that there are four uh, parts, four shapes to the anatomy of a generous heart. And they are exalting, extravagant, expectant, and eternal. These are four parts of a heart that is overflowing with generosity. So let's have a little look at them now. Let's start with exalting. What do I mean by that? I mean a heart that exalts the Lord, a heart that is sold out in worship to God. You see, what we focus on, we will magnify. You see, if we focus on um, running after the things of this world, on, 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 on holding on tightly to our finances, on, on ambition and, and, and those kinds of things that can drive us, if we focus on those things, they will be magnified in our lives and we will hold our lives tightly for ourselves. But the Lord says, focus on me. Put me at the center and see, see what I will do. There is so much in scripture that talks about us being satisfied in him. As we seek him, Psalm 63 talks us about, about us being satisfied as with the richest of food. And I don't know if you've ever been in that place of worship where you have known the presence of God like nothing else. And it has felt in that moment to just be, there is nothing but you. And, and we can hear the echoes of Paul in that moment where he says, to live is Christ. And to die would be my gain. I count everything as loss compared with the greatness of knowing Christ. There's something about Jesus. There's something about seeing his face, about being in his presence that means that everything else fades away. It's like that song that we sing. What's that song? 
(laughs) And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So it's about exalting him. And you know what? When we look at him, when we look at who he is, we begin to see that he himself is outrageously generous. He's an outrageously generous God that we serve. Andrew talked about this. He, he began to talk about it. I thought he's stealing my, he's stealing my sermon points. <laughs> so he talked about that Malachi verse. See, see that I will not pour out blessings from the storehouses of heaven. And when we look, when we look how at the, you know, the Israelites in the desert and the manna, Every day, meat from bread and meat from heaven. Every day, there was more than enough. There was more than enough. In fact, he said to them, don't gather more than you need because it will go off. Just gather what you need. There was more than enough. When we look at the first miracle, the turning of water into wine, it was extravagant. Everybody was, I mean, Hills talked about this a few weeks ago. You know, it was at the end of the party when everyone was pretty drunk. So they wouldn't have even really noticed that this was the best wine. And yet Jesus provides this in abundance. And what for? And what for? To show something of the abundance of his generosity and kindness. And there are so many more examples, thinking of the feeding of the 5,000. How many basketfuls were left over? How many basketfuls? Come on, guys. There were 12. There were 12 basketfuls left over. This is abundance. This is a father saying, I will give you more than you need because I am an abundant God. He is a father who loves us. Think of the disciples when they've been fishing all night. And he says, throw your net on the other side of the boat. And there are so many fish, their nets begin to break. He is a father who loves us and will give us more than we need, both materially, but spiritually and physically. He will give us more than we need. He is our father. Romans 1.20 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. We exalt him, and it dethrones mammon. It has no space then. We seek him first, and everything else is added. Randy Alcorn says, God uses giving to conform us to his image. Gaze upon Christ long enough and you'll become more of a giver. Give long enough and you'll become more like Christ. Christ's grace defines, motivates and puts into perspective our giving. Our giving is our reflexive response to his grace in our lives. Because guys, in the end, God gave Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. And Jesus didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he took the very nature of a servant. He came down to us. How outrageously generous. That 
the God of the universe would come down as a man and be with us. And as we look at him, something will shift in our hearts as we exalt him to the place that he should be in our lives. So that's the first thing, exalting. The second thing, extravagant. There's something about when we have been um, with Jesus, when we've encountered something of the living God, there is an extravagance in our response to him. You see, yes, tithe is a really good thing. Tithing is a, is a really good principle. But I would suggest that it is just the beginning. It's like the training wheels on a bike. It's, it's like getting the muscles into action of our giving. You see, sometimes if we're tithing, it can actually be a bit of a head thing. And, and, it, can just, and it can lose that heart relationship with the Father. You see, the Father calls us to walk in step with him. He wants to co-labor with us. He wants to whisper to you and lead you by his spirit, day in, day out, moment by moment. Each person you meet, he wants to whisper to you about maybe to give here or to give there. Or of his love for people here or love for people there. He wants to co-labor with you. And as we... Um, as we walk with him, there, there is a generosity, not just of one act, but it becomes a lifestyle that we live that goes beyond just the tithe on a Sunday. In fact, he talks about, um, that, that there's that word that he talks about as being a cheerful giver in the reading that we talked about today. That's from the Greek word, hilarious, where we get the word hilarious. And it's that, it's that kind of more than happy. It's like, I am so excited to be giving right now. And that's the Father's heart for us when he gives for us. Because it starts with love. It starts with the exalting. It starts with the love. And it moves us into extravagant giving. And if we look at this, um, you know, the Macedonians, it said, In the midst of severe trial, their overflowing joy and extreme poverty welled up into rich generosity. And if we look at this in other characters in the Bible, we look at Zacchaeus. He had, that, he had that dinner with Jesus and suddenly he was like, right, I'm going to give here and here and here. There was a change of heart as he encountered Jesus and he began to give extravagantly. And there's another example of this, a very clear example of this, um, where Mammon is playing a part in a story and where the generosity and, and the kind of extravagance of the Lord is playing a part in a story. When we look at Mary Magdalene on that day when she had that alabaster jar, the alabaster jar is about the equivalent of about 25,000 pounds worth of perfume in that jar. That is a salary, isn't it? That is a salary, a good salary. And what does she do? She goes into that room full of, full of men having that, that, that meal with Jesus and she breaks it over his feet. Now, this is absolutely uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. This is a very uncomfortable moment because here we have a woman going into this meal. She's letting down her hair. She's touching the feet of a Jewish man. And not only that, she is breaking this incredible perfume. So the whole room is filled with the fragrance. This is an extravagant act of worship, an extravagant act of generosity. And on the other side of the room, 
there is a man, Judas. And he sees this act and he says, what is she doing? What an absolute waste. That could have been given, that, that could have been sold and the money given to the poor. And Luke, who records this, likes to point out that he didn't actually care about the poor. He was more interested in the money side of things. There is the mammon spirit at play that says to us, what a waste. If you give that, what a waste. That's too much. It measures. It adds up. It weighs out. That's the mammon spirit. But the Holy Spirit, when he works in our spirit, when we see something of who the living God is, it, it pours out this outrageous generosity in us that we can do these prophetic acts. What she is doing is a prophetic act. She is anointing the body of the living God before he goes and gives himself up for the world. This is a significant act that he does not see, that Judas does not see. So we exalt. When we exalt, it leads us to these extravagant acts of giving. And it might not be money. It might be time. It might be your space. It might be your home. It doesn't have to be giving. But when that voice comes in and says, but what a waste of a year that would be, Lord, if you're calling me to do that discipleship year, what a waste of a year that would be. Just keep, keep listening to the Holy Spirit. It's not a waste. It's not a waste. And see that I will not pour out from my storehouses. We can't outgive God. We can't outgive God. Okay, the next, the next part, the next shape of the anatomy, expectant. A generous heart knows that God is their provider. That God is the provider. That the money that they have is not their money. That they are stewards of this money. They are not keepers of this money. Our father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's what the Bible says. He has enough. He can give us um, what we need. In fact, our, our scripture says, this most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meal is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something that then you can give away, which grows into full form lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. That's the message version. Isn't that brilliant? He gives so that we can give. And it goes on. But we can be expectant that he will provide for us. You see, Mammon would, would, would say to us that you need to be so careful. And we do need to be good stewards of our money. Let me not, you know, I'm not saying that. But we live in godly wisdom. We don't live with worldly wisdom. We listen to the Holy Spirit. We don't listen to the spirit of this world that would say, keep, hold. Do you know what's going on? Do you know that the cost of living is going up? You need to be very, very careful with your money. That is not the voice we listen to, church. That is not the voice we listen to. Because we have a Father who will supply all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. There is more than enough. There is more than enough. So... I want to just say that I have, 
I have struggled, and I do struggle. I struggle with, um, with giving at times. Um, but I have seen, we have seen as a family, God supply our needs again and again and again. In fact, the life that we are living now, we, could, we, are, we are living more than we earn, if that makes sense. God has blessed us so much with so many good things. And, and we have seen him come through again and again and again. So I just want to testify to that. One particular time was when um, David and I felt um, God say to us to leave our jobs and to go to Africa, which some of you will have heard me talk about before. In the interim, we went to America to have some training and some input, um, and we'd kind of We'd saved up and we had money enough to be there. Um, but as we got to the end of the trip, we realized that, that things were going to cost more than we thought. And we actually were down to our last $40. After that, we didn't have anything left. So it was a very nerve-wracking time. And so we, had this, uh, we were in this church meeting and um, they, they sent around an offering uh, and it came and David said to me, and he does this, he said to me, darling, I think we should give, I think we should give that, that money. And now everything in me, I got angry. I got angry. I was, no, no, David, no. This is not wise. This is not sensible. We are already in a predicament. I am not. Get everything in me rose up with all the reasons why this was not good. But you know when all those reasons are going, but there's a little whisper. And you want to ignore the little whisper, but it just stays there and you know. You know that it's Jesus actually saying, darling, I want you to give me that money. And so I was holding my fist like this because I was so scared that we didn't have enough and I was so scared about what was going to happen next because I didn't know how will we get home and, and all the things, all the things. And I heard him saying, darling, give me. Give me what you have. And so I put that money in the offering. And just a couple of minutes later, literally, somebody that I hadn't met before from the other side of the church came around. And they tapped me on the shoulder. And they said, God's just told me to give you this. And it was exactly double Exactly double what I had just put in the offering. And, I, you know, that was God for me. That was part of God training me, teaching me that when we step out in obedience to him, when we seek first his kingdom, he will provide for all of our needs. He will provide. And he did, and he has, and he will. So, we, can, we, we are people who exult. We are people who can be extravagant in our giving and our worship. And then we can be expectant that God will provide. And finally, finally, the final shape of that heart is that we are living for eternity. This is not our stopping place. You see, Mammon would say to you, you only live once. Make the most of your life. You won't get to do this again. But God would say, God would say, there is so much more. This is like a tiny speck compared with all that is coming. 
And we want to store up our treasures there, don't we? Not down here, not down here where there's, there's rust and moths and thieves and that verse, you know. We don't, we, don't, we don't want to store it up here. We don't want to build bigger barns so that tomorrow when we die, it's just left there. We want to store up our treasure there because people, we are people of the living God. You are children of the living God. If you've got Jesus in your heart, if you are led by the Holy Spirit, you're not here forever. You're going there. And it is a beautiful, wonderful place. And you know what? It says there's so much in the Bible that says that when we give here, we store up treasure there. God sees every little thing that you do, whether it be giving financially, whether it be stopping to talk to somebody that you know is lonely or feeling sad, whether it be opening up your home, even when it's in chaos, this is my home regularly, to open up your home and say, do you know what, come, come have food, come and be with us. Do you, do you, those things he sees and those things are storing up treasure up there where, where thieves cannot steal and rust cannot destroy. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let's have our treasure be him. Let's have our treasure be him. Jim Elliot, a famous missionary, he said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I'll read that again. You've probably heard it before. But he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. We are stewards of what we have. We're passing through this place. Let's store up our treasure where it counts. I'm just going to wait a moment. I just encourage you. I'm just going to have a little time of quiet. I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for your presence. We just welcome you, Lord. You know, I mentioned that um, that the mammon spirit, that he works, that it, there is a spirit of fear with that. Fear, anxiety, uncertainty. That's the language that can drive us to hold tightly. But the perfect love of God drives out all fear. And if you know that, if you know that there is anxiety, you're feeling anxious or fearful about provision, about, about what's happening for you in that area. Just sense the Father wants to just, by his Holy Spirit, just pour out his love into you now. We just encourage you just to hold your hands open and say, fill me now with Jesus. Just, just let him fill you.
practice as well. If you, if you have a specific need that you are waiting for God to meet. You know, it talks about um, that, that God gives the seed. And sometimes there's a waiting period between the seed becoming a seed and growing, becoming bread, you know. Um, but I just, I just feel the Lord wants to bring um, just a peace in that waiting place and a reassurance to you that he will supply all your needs. So if you are waiting for some kind of provision, again, I would just say, hold out your hands and say, yes, Jesus. Just say yes to him. I'm going to ask you to stand, please. And I just, I just also want to say, if you, in what I've been talking about tonight, if you want to just rededicate yourself, all that you are and all that you have to him, if you know there's been parts where you've been holding, clenching your fists tightly and you want to just ha- open them before the Father, I would just encourage you to make that physical step of coming forward and just re-giving everything you are to him. So as the worship starts, I would ask you just to come forward. And there may be someone just come and just, just bless you in that. Just bless you as you make that step. Sorry, Jane, but just before we start, I just um, sense there might be a couple of people here, and you're you're waiting for the next thing. Um, you you want to give everything you are to God, but you're not sure what the next thing is, and there's an uncertainty there. Um, and I just feel the Lord wants to speak to you tonight. Um, so if that's you, just would welcome you to come forward as well.
Just like Karis was saying, that heart of generosity, part of that comes from the exalted. So we're just gonna we're just gonna lift our eyes up right now on our voice and just spend that time exalted. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys, if you want to prayer, come forward. If you just want to dwell, you want to worship, that's cool too. Lift our eyes to you. Lift our eyes to you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Oh, sing we exalt. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Oh, Lord, 
lift you high, we exalt thee, we exalt thee, we exalt thee, we exalt thee. personal I exalt I exalt thee I exalt thee I exalt thee Scripture tells us, the Bible tells us that, that praise is a weapon. That when we, when we praise God, that literally we're taking hold of things in heaven and, and we're bringing them into our lives. And, and I think a couple of things might be going on. I think for a few of us, as we sing this, and we're going to just sing it a bit louder in a moment, as we worship, as we do what Karis said, as we exalt, God would just wash through some bits of your life. I think that's one thing that I've got the picture of like irrigation channels where you have to open up the gates and then it, the water floods. And I think there might be a few kind of dusty ditches that God just wants to wash through. I think there's also some people here where there's just kind of like a, a lining up going on. And I think the Holy Spirit, I think God will reveal to you as you sing pictures of places, workplaces, people. I think he's going to do this. It's going to be like a photo album. He's going to bring some photos into your head right now of ways and places where you are being called by him to live generously. So if you're new to this, just join in. Just We're just believing that God is God. He may not do this but I just think he may do it. He may just, Holy Spirit, you want to come and wash through a few people. And I just wonder, Holy Spirit, if you just want to bring some pictures, a photo album of pictures into some minds right now. Where is God calling you to be generous? Josie?
Invite Josie just to, to sing over us, over us, and she's going to sing in tongues. That's that's a love language that God gives us. The Holy Spirit gives us this language of prayer, and uh, Josie has some sense of what it means. But often when we use this gift, we don't completely know what it means. And we're going to invite. There may be one of you who's given God the gift. God gives the gift to interpret exactly what Josie sings. We're singing to this. There's a sense of exaltation in what Josie is singing. But we're aware that scripture tells us just to invite that one of you may know, you may have a sense of what Josie is singing. Holy Spirit, come as we exalt you, God. We lift you up, Jesus. We're exalting God in this prayer language. Love beyond words, love beyond human words. Holy Spirit, come. We lift you up, we exalt we Holy Spirit, come, Jesus, we love you. You could just be singing exalt you underneath if you want to. Just join in in this song of praise, singing the words that Jamie is leading us in. Or if God gives you a language to use, if God gives you a tongue, gives you prayer language, just use it now. Let's sing. You may just want to say the name Jesus. God. I see a river of God flowing into some of your hearts. He wants you to exalt him in new ways. He wants to bring you to your knees. He wants you to love him in ways you've never loved him before. God, I pray for your mercy for us as your people here. Yes, yes, Lord, pour out your mercy on us. Pour out your mercy on us that we would truly understand what it means to exalt you. So we live in that freedom that you call us to. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Open our eyes, open our eyes, open our hearts. Show us your will, Lord. Show us your way. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you. If 
anyone has a sense of what Josie was singing, if God's given you that, I think a number of us would know. Josie's just given some interpretation of what she was singing. Exalting God for a breakthrough, the river of God's love to break through. Jamie, the band are going to pick up again and just come and share. Come and share. God, have your way. Again, if you're new to this, we're just letting the Lord lead us. We believe the Holy Spirit, God, is with us now. And this is some of the ways that he works when he breaks through some of our barriers. Might feel a bit odd and uncomfortable, but God is just saying, I'm God. And here he comes. Holy Spirit is coming. Wanting to bless us. Let's exalt God. Let's sing the name of God and Jesus. So as I, as I said earlier, when we read in the Bible about the gift of tongues and sometimes we can sing in tongues, the Lord will give an interpretation. Someone else knows what that person has been sharing when we share the gift in a public space rather than in our own private prayer. It doesn't always happen, but Ava, Mario, come and just share. Here's, here's 
what the Lord was singing to us through Josie. Mario, I think, first, and then Ava, if I think, if that's okay. Um, yeah, so I don't have much experience with interpreting, but whilst Josie was praying, I just had this, this phrase, like, again and again, which was, your glory goes over the mountains, your presence fills in the valleys. And it was just this again and again and again. So I'm not quite sure what it means, but... Uh, yeah, your, God's glory goes over the mountains and His presence fills in the valleys. That's the sense that I had. Yeah, so I had a picture of, as soon as Josie started singing. It was very, very vivid. And I saw a rose and it was just about to pop to bloom. And you saw all the petals going over one by one and it's like fully, fully blooming. And as soon as this rose had popped, I saw another rose in a different color, a different type of rose, uh, also popping and blooming and starting to bloom. And... I saw another rose and I thought it was to do with all of us. Since we're all different kinds of people, we all um, symbolize like a different uh, rose and that God wants us to bloom in abundance. So we say thank you, God. Thank you for blessing us. Through Josie and, and through these guys, thank you. I have a, a real sense of that's exactly what's just happened. God's blessed us through the gift that Josie was given and then blessed us through these two. Nikki's just going to come and just draw a moment. If you need to go, she's going to pray, but then the band are going to carry on. And if you want to stay and worship, you, you can. We're going to say goodbye to the people on the live stream. We're praying God's richest blessing for you. May you know his presence where you are in your home and his blessing. And uh, if you want to stay, we're going to stay a bit longer and pray and worship. It feels like one of those nights and we'll carry on praying. We always say, don't, don't leave here burdened. You don't need to. You don't need to leave here burdened. The Lord's love is, is great enough, is big enough. He's already died on the cross for you. He loves you. He wants to pour a spirit of life and generosity into you. He wants to bless you. So don't leave here with a burden. You don't need to. Come and have some prayer. Just My darling yeah, I just wife want to say that finish. this morning, um, when we were praying for the morning celebration, I had the picture of, you know, when you wake up in the morning, the flowers are closed because, and then as the sun comes out, they, they unfurl, don't they? And so us unfurling as in the presence and in the light and the sunshine, you know, the, the, the light of the sun, sun, Jesus Christ, as opposed to the light of, uh, you know, with Fran. So um, it feels like that's a message for us um, throughout the day today. So I do pray now that all of us, Lord, that we would, by f looking to you and f uh, looking in your face and exalting you, that yes, you would open us up like a flower in the sunshine, blossoming um, and becoming these beautiful um, char children of you to serve you and to, uh, to, to show others. So bless you all now as you go. With the Lord Jesus Christ, bless you. His Holy Spirit fill you with his light. Know the Father's love as you leave. Amen. Amen.